Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited this morning uh, to bring you God's word. I, one thing I am uh, passionate about is the word of God. Uh, and I want to say thank you to Pastor Lance and MD. I know Pastor Lance, I, I looked here like he was there, uh, but he's not there. Uh, but Pastor, I'm, hopefully you're watching this. Uh, but thank you for the opportunity to preach. I do count this as an honor and a privilege um, because I know that every time the word of God is spoken, uh, it is alive and active. And so uh, as I preach this word to you this morning, I want you to begin to receive, not from me. I know you see me up here this morning but I want you to begin to receive from the Holy Spirit because I believe the Holy Spirit wants to do something in your life today. Maybe this is your first time in Hope Church. Maybe this is your first time back in church for a while, but I believe that God wants to minister in some way, some shape or form. He wants to show you something through the message that I have to bring to you this morning. And, and even before pastor had asked me to speak uh, the second time, I, I did preach a few weeks uh, back. Pastor asked me to speak for uh, the first time, and, and really quick, my wife and I moved here in our family uh, about a year ago. We used to pastor a church, and we've been involved with ministry for a long time. So um, to get to do this is, is the joy of my life. And so, um, but, but more, than, more than anything that I might say to you this morning is I'm believing that the Holy Spirit is going to begin to do a work in your life. Because it's pointless for you to just come in here and listen to something that I have to say and leave here and not be changed. I, I believe that God wants to do something new today. Like every time we come to this place, every time you come to Hope Church, there's, there should be an expectation that God wants to do something in your life. Like every time I come in here, and man, talk about some worship this morning. I mean, it's touching the heart of God and it just... Man, so what an honor and a privilege to be able to experience God. So as we come to the table this morning together as a family, I want to bring to you some fresh bread. The Bible talks about how the word of God is like bread. It's the bread of life. And, and so this morning, whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, whatever challenges you may be dealing with, come on, life is not easy. We could all agree on that. We all have struggles. We all face different things, but one thing is for certain. When we come and we hear the word of God, something can come alive in our heart. Something, a perspective can change. An attitude can shift. Uh, our, our mindset can begin to be radically altered by the very word of God. And we need to remember that God is always with us. He will never leave us and he will never forsake us. He is all around us, even when we don't feel him, right? I think Martin Luther, if, if I'm not mistaken, said this quote. He said, feelings come and feelings go. Feelings may be deceiving. My warrant is the word of God. Not all else matters. So this morning, I, I know the Lord has something to minister to you this morning. So what I want to talk to you about is I want to talk to you about the wilderness. And some of you are like, oh, the wilderness, cool. You're going to talk about hunting, fishing? No, I'm not. <laughs> Psych. Uh, I'm from the city. Uh, so you talk about wilderness. Um, I, I, I know really nothing about that. Um, I'm sorry I'm not here. I know I maybe piqued your interest, and now you're like, man, maybe I'd want to get out. And, and look, we, 
We do, I say we, I know I've only been here a year. I don't know how long you have to live here to call like Montana your home. I don't, I don't know, like, is there like the number? Like five years, okay, five years. Right. Pray for me, hopefully. I'm only on year one, so got a long ways to go. Um, but uh, this place that we get to call home, isn't it beautiful? Driving into church this morning, just looking at the mountains and thinking about this message and God, what do you want to speak? It's just, it's just an awe of the beauty and the place. And you can literally see wilderness. You look out into it. But what I want to talk to you about this morning is, is a wilderness that maybe you've been feeling like you've been living in or have been lived in or you're experiencing. And what I want to show you this morning, which I believe by the Holy Spirit, if you allow him, is I want to begin to show you that there's actually a purpose for the wilderness that you might find yourself in. That there's actually a reason that you're struggling with what you're struggling with. That there's actually meaning, if you can, if you allow the Holy Spirit, that there's actually meaning that you could find if you find yourself in the wilderness. Because I believe that there's more to the wilderness than you and I might realize. So the text that I want to start with this morning is in Deuteronomy chapter 8. And this is in reference to the Israelites. Starting in verse 1, it says, The whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord, your God, has led you these 40 years in the wilderness. That he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you and your foot did not swell these 40 years. Would you pray with me, Jesus? I pray, Lord, in these moments that we have with you, Father. I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit is already here. Holy Spirit, you're already here. I pray that you would begin to open the hearts of the people that will hear this word this morning, that will watch it online, that will watch it later. Lord, I pray that you would begin to minister your word because it is effective and powerful than any two-edged sword, dividing between soul and spirit. It goes to the very joints and marrow of who we are. And so I pray today, Lord, that your revelation would come out of this word, Father, and that people would receive it, that there would be breakthroughs in people's lives, that people's hearts would be healed, that there would be revelation of who you are, Jesus, that you would be revealed through this message, Father. I thank you for this. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, all the God's people say, Amen. Amen. Now, as I've mentioned, I'm not from here, but when I mention the word wilderness, a lot of us will... I don't know, maybe some of you that have lived in this state for a longer time, when you think about the wilderness, you get happy feelings. Like, yeah, I want to go out and just be by no one. I just want to be out. I want to get my tent. 
I want to go camp out by the wilderness and get my fishing pole. And I just, I want to be out there. It's just like a vacation. It's peace and quiet. I don't have to listen to nothing. And I could just be by myself. Well, that, that's not really the wilderness that I'm talking about this morning. Because what I'm going to show you is this word wilderness actually has a complete opposite definition. The word wilderness in Greek is the word eremos, or eremos, if I'm pronouncing that right. And here's what this word actually means. So check this out. The word wilderness actually means an uninhabited place, a desolate place, very sparse, very small. It means lonely. It means remote or forsaken, solitary. Now, thinking of all those words, how many of you think the wilderness sounds fun? <laughs> no one. Well, I mean, maybe there's a couple of you out there. No, I want to be alone. And that's fun. But I, I don't think if we purposely or say, yeah, I, I want to be in the wilderness, that's not really the type of place that I want to be. Because see, what happens is in the wilderness, we begin to see there's lack of things that we need. There's awaiting in the unknown, not sure of what's going to happen, not sure of what's going on. And, and maybe you've even began to question yourself, Lord, why am I even here in this wilderness? What's, what's going to happen to me? It's, I feel like there's a little bit of unfulfilled purpose, Lord, that I'm missing out on here. I'm wondering about my future, Lord. You, you called me here and you led me here and you, you've directed me here. But now, God, I begin to ask this question that I'm sure a lot of us have asked. God, where are you? God, I don't feel you. Come on, how many of us know that the Christian life, the Christian walk, living for Jesus, ain't always going to feel good? We don't always want to feel like doing something. I don't feel like serving God today. I don't feel like reading my word today. Well, like I said before, the Christian life is not about feelings. It's about faith. And I think the hardest part, if we were just to be honest with ourselves, would be, can we serve God when we feel him and when we don't feel him just the same? Can we love God when we, when, we, when we feel him? And do we love him just the same when we're not feeling that reciprocated love? Are we going to be able to serve God when we have those feelings? Come on, let's just be honest. We, we, are, we, are, we are people that like to feel their sensations. We, we like that feeling. Like this morning, I don't know how many of you felt the Holy Spirit, but I felt the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is real. And it's easy when you, to worship God when you feel him. How about to worship God when you don't feel him? And I think that's the challenge for us, if we're honest. When we wake up tomorrow morning, Monday morning, the question is, are you going to feel like getting up and going to work and having a good attitude and serving your boss? Or are you going to wake up and feel like, you know what, I'm going to be mean today. I don't feel like being nice. Well, guess what? I bet you Jesus didn't feel like going to the cross. And we know that Jesus was 100% God, but he was also 100% man. He felt, he had compassion, he wept, he cried. I'm sure, I don't know if the Bible says it, and if I, I'm not really remembering, I'm sure he laughed. He was human. But when we find ourselves in the wilderness, we wonder, 
God, are you with me? And so the title of my message this morning is this. There's a word in the wilderness. There's a word in the wilderness. Now for myself and, and my wife and I, before we had kids back, we were married in 2001 and 2003. We had left the church that we were at for almost 10 years. We began to feel like God was calling us and stirring us like, all right, Lord, we've been here, but we feel like it's time to move on. So we began to pray and we just began to say, Lord, where, where would you have us go? And we had different opportunities and options. Uh, one of them was actually Las Vegas. Uh, another one was California, just with relationships that we have with people in the ministry. And then another one was Orcas Island, which if you remember from the last time I preached, I shared a little bit about our story. That's where we're from in Washington State on the northwest corner. It's a group of islands. And so we felt like the Lord had called us there and led us there. And I quickly realized that living on an island was not like living in a city. You know, seven o'clock at night, I'm like, man, let's go to, go to Barnes and Noble. I just want to sit and look at books and read and drink a cup of coffee. Ain't no Barnes and Noble on the side. All right. Well, let's, maybe we'll just go out then and go bowling or something. And this, no bowling. Okay, everything closes at like five o'clock around here. I, I quickly soon discovered that God had called us and led us to a wilderness. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you led me here. This is a bad idea. In about a year in, you could ask my wife, I was about ready. Let's, I, let's call this. I'm out. Lord, I'm, I, I know you called me, but I'm out. Soon began to discover I, I felt alone. I felt isolated. Didn't really, I mean, we had some family there, but I didn't really have any friends. Just felt lost. I found myself in a wilderness that God had led me to. He led me there. God, why would you lead me to this place? I thought you had a great calling for my life, Lord. And, you know, one of the reasons I love the word of God is because you, there's, I believe if anything that you're going through in life, struggling with, fighting with, dealing with, that you can go to the Bible and you can find an answer for it. I believe this. And so I began to like look at scripture and like, hey, there's people in the Bible that dealt with the wilderness season. They begin to experience things. Think about, and Pastor mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, King David. You know, we think King David got anointed and became king. No, most scholars say that King David was anointed to be king at the age of 15, but didn't become king till he was 30. I think what we struggle with as Christians is we get a word from God, we get a prophetic word, we get something out of scripture and we're like, God, I want this to happen right now. God, can you just do this now? Lord, can you just put me in the spiritual microwave and press like three minutes and do your bang and then we're over and I'm here and I've arrived? Come on, how many of us know that the Lord takes time? It can take time with the Lord. So here's King David. You know, one minute, one minute he's playing the harp for Saul and it's just beautiful, you know? And the next moment Saul's like throwing the spirit and trying to kill him. I mean, you know, running in caves, hiding from people. I mean, this guy's like, he's going through ups and downs and up. 
How about Joseph? Gets a dream. He's excited to share with his brothers. Lord, show me this dream. And he shares it with them. And do you guys like my coat, by the way? I'm daddy's favorite. You like this? Y'all, for you who have those annoying siblings that are always like, hey, daddy's favorite? And he's like, doing his thing. His brother's like, oh, that's cool, Joseph. Let's, we gonna kill him. So he's like, up here, in here, sold into slavery, but then he gets risen, he's promoted, and he thinks he's coming back up, and then he gets accused, and he's right back down. And the pastor shared this verse last week, and when he shared this verse, um, I got really excited because I knew what I was gonna be preaching on. Matthew 4, verse 1 says this. Listen to this. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the where? Does that make sense to anyone else? Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Jesus was led to the desolate place. The, the place of isolation, the place of solidarity, the place of being alone. He was led by the Holy Spirit. See, we might not see the purpose. You might not see the purpose in the wilderness that you're in, but God has led you there. So guess what? There must be a reason. There must be a reason. Now, the children of Israel, a lot of us know about their story and their struggles. One minute they're loving on God, the next minute they're disobeying him. They're like, okay, Lord, forgive us, we repent. And it's like over and over and over. So Deuteronomy chapter one says, these are the words of, that Moses spoke to all of Israel beyond the Jordan in the wilderness, in the Arabah, opposite Sup, between Paran and Tophel, Laban, Hazroth, and Dizhabah. Wow. It is 11 days journey from Horeb by the way of Mount Seir to Kadesh Barnea. In the 40th year, on the first day of the 11th month, Moses spoke to the people of Israel according to all that the Lord had given him in command to them. Now, I don't know if you picked up on this, but the journey that the Israelites should have had should have only taken 11 days. But verse three says, in the 40th year, God help us. Lord, I've been waiting for one year, Lord. Are you done yet? I mean, but I believe if we allow the Holy Spirit to show us what he wants to show us when we're in the wilderness, and that's why I want you to begin to flip the script, the struggle that you're in, the battle that you're in, what you're fighting, what you're facing, the circumstance that you're in. Instead of saying, God, why am I going through this? Asking God, what do you want me to learn? What do you want to show me, God? What do you want to teach me? And you might not even be in the wrong. I think that's the hardest part. When you've been in a situation, when you have been the person that's been wrong and you still say, Lord, what can you teach me from this? And I've been there. It's, it's hard, right? But God wants us we allow him he wants to teach us say all right lord teach me show me what you want to show me 
okay, Lord, I wanna, I wanna see that there is purpose in what I'm going through right now, that there is purpose in this wilderness that you have me in. God, that, that there is a plan. God, that your plan is, is better than my plan, that your ways are better than my ways, that, that your thoughts are higher than my thoughts, that God, there's a reason. If I'm here, God, you have me here for a reason. And I believe we're never gonna be a place in our lives where if Jesus is with us, that there's not something good that he doesn't want to come out of that. But we've got to trust him and we've got to trust the Holy Spirit. So I wanna share a few things with you of what you can learn from the wilderness. Here's the first thing. God is always with you. You know how it said in that scripture, Matthew 4, 1? where it says the Holy Spirit led. When I shared with you my story a minute ago, how the Holy Spirit, we felt that the Holy Spirit led us to an island. See, when we're in the wilderness or when you're in that moment and you forget that God led you there, that can be challenging. So Deuteronomy 2.7 says, For the Lord your God has blessed you in all your work of your hands. He knows you're going through this great wilderness. These 40 years, the Lord your God has been with you. You have lacked nothing. So here are the Israelites. They've been, they're wandering around. They've been wandering around for 40 years. Yet the Lord in his faithfulness and sovereignty still provides for them. They lack nothing. According to scripture, they had everything they needed. Not wanted, but needed. And, and, and 40 years is a long time to wander, right? I mean, I'm actually, I mean, I come out of Costco and I'm wandering from my car and I'm just like 10 minutes. I'm like, Lord, Jesus, save me, God. Where's my car? Lord, I don't want to die out in this parking lot. I mean, could just be old age, I don't know. I'm just... and, 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 for, and I already read it, but it says their, their shoes didn't even wear out. I mean, this is 2023. This, this ain't like they had Nikes or Adidas or whatever kind of comfy shoes you like to wear, your Uggs or your whatever. Crocs, that's cool. I mean, I got dress shoes on. I ain't gonna wander around in these things for 40 years. Y'all, that'd be uncomfortable. But it says their shoes didn't wear out. Just, just think about that for a minute. If you've ever owned a good pair of shoes, maybe what, how many years you get out of them? Three, four, five, maybe? I mean, that just shows me that God even cares about the little things. How about you? When you feel like, you're wandering. Do you, do you feel like you're wandering? I want to remind you that God is with you. He's with you. Deuteronomy 8, 2. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you through these 40 years in the wilderness. Deuteronomy 31, 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Hey, there ain't no place that you can go that God will not find you. Come on, God called some of you out of some pretty, disgusting, gross, nasty stuff. 
some pretty messed up situations. You probably thought it's too dark for anyone to find me. I'm just going to sit here and die. But you know what? The God that we serve sent his only son to die so he could find you in that place. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. And some of you need to be reminded that when you don't feel God, you just need to remind yourself, say, God, you, you said your word says you never leave me nor forsake me. And though, God, I might not feel you right now, God, I'm going to trust you to know that you are here with me, that you are right beside me. Joshua 1.9 says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. In the good in the bad in the happy in the sad that was cheesy come on when it's, when it's going good when it's going great it's easy to serve God when it's struggle wilderness loneliness Desolate, empty, lack. It's hard to serve God. But you got to remember he's with you. Second thing, you're not going to like this point. I just forewarned you right now. Don't be mad at me. You can be mad at the Holy Spirit. The wilderness will humble you and test you. Take it, Jesus. Lord, change me, Lord. I want to be more like you. I want to be all that you've called me to be. Circumstance for you. You get a trial. You get a struggle. What do you want over here? You want some disaster? Here you go. Anyone over here want some struggle? Here you go. Deuteronomy 8, 2 and 4 says again, and you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God who has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, okay, he's leading you, that he might humble you and test you to know why, to know what was in your heart. <laughs> Whether or not you would keep his commandments or not. Have you ever wanted to abandon ship on God? Uh, I'm done, Lord. I had enough. I can't do this. I just, I quit. But I, you're not, I don't see, I'm out, Lord. Get someone else to do this job, Lord, I'm done. But there's a reason. We see God led the Israelites. He humbled them and he tested him. And sometimes for us, God has to humble and test us to truly see what's in our hearts. And I know we don't want to hear that, but it's the reality What's in here? Not out here. Not what you see on the outside. What does the Bible say? Man judges by the outward. How does God judge? Right here. The heart. The heart. John Bevere says this in a book, and I don't have this quote. You're just going to have to listen. I apologize. God, where are you? It says this. We now see how God caused them to hunger. He didn't give them the things their appetite wanted, but what they really needed to stay alive and healthy. And the hunger provided this test. God wanted to see them, to see if they would desire him instead of what they had left behind. 
You remember what happened with the Israelites? They got in there and they were like, Lord, we want to go back. Do you ever read that and be like, well, you're tripping. You want to go back and be a slave? What's wrong with you? Why would you want to go back and be a slave? Because in the slavery, they had the comforts of what they wanted. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, sometimes, and I've been there, it's easier to go back to the old way of life because I can kind of control it. Because I can kind of, I know what's going to happen, so I don't have to worry about nothing, but I'm enslaved to my own bondage. The, the Lord showed me this picture uh, one time. We, we used to own a dog. Now, don't get, don't get me wrong. We, we love animals. But I, I'll just be completely honest with you. I was not a great dog owner. This wasn't. I loved the dog, but we weren't the greatest dog owner. And it was a Siberian Husky, so it needed a lot of exercise. And I was just, I didn't have the time. Shouldn't have ever got the dog. But we had it for seven years. It was a great dog. Anyways, one day, the Lord speaks to me in pictures. I don't know why. I'm out here, and I'm watching my dog on the dog run. And I'm just like, kind of felt sorry for it. Because <laughs> like, I could tell it just wanted to take off, which it did occasionally for hours. And I, first time it happened, I might have got angry. I don't remember. Get out of my family. I might have yelled. I don't remember. Uh, but like after the third and fourth time, I was like, whatever, it'll come back. Whatever. Six hours later, after getting all dirty. But I remember one time this, God showed me this picture. If you picture a dog on a dog run, eventually the dog just kind of runs in that in that space, right? because it recognizes it's on a chain and it can only go so far. So eventually it just gets comfortable in running back and forth. And the Lord will show me, you know what? Sometimes my people are like that. They're in bondage and they're in chains and they just kind of get comfortable running back and forth when I want to set them free. I want to unhook them off of that and let them run. And sometimes we just get comfortable because we want to be in control. And we don't want to say, God, I trust you in this wilderness for it doesn't make sense. I feel alone. And we just kind of like live where God doesn't want us to live. You might be hungry. I mean, scripture says that God let them hunger and fed them. He let them hunger then he fed them come on we got we need to remember God might let us hunger God might let us struggle God might be like all right go ahead we're not robots right we have free will to do what we want God doesn't make you do anything we choose to do what we want to do and so sometimes God's like all right I'm gonna let them I'm gonna let them choose to do that. I'm gonna be right here. I'll never leave them. I'll never forsake them. I, I, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it go. See, God wants to give us the grace. He wants to give you the grace to be able to say, Lord, I'm gonna humble myself right now in the season that I'm in. I'm gonna say, Lord, I need you right now. Okay, God, you've led me into this wilderness. All right, Lord, I don't understand. I don't quite get it. I don't know what you're doing, but Lord, I'm gonna begin to trust you. James 4, 6 says this, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I heard grace defined this way once. Grace is God's enabling power. 
I was like, I like that. Because I need grace to be a better dad. I need grace to be a better husband. I need grace to be a better Christian. I need grace to be a better friend. But we need to say, have enough humility to humble ourselves and say, okay, God, you've led me here. Now, what do you want to do? Third thing I want to share with you is don't be afraid of the wilderness. Embrace it. Embrace it. Embrace where God has brought you to. Do you trust God enough to believe that if he led you there, there's a reason for it? That he wants to do something in your life? Do you believe that God is who he says he is? Do you believe that God is the God, the provider, the protector, the healer, that just like it says in Isaiah 41, 10, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my right hand. God always has a plan. Another quote from the book by John Revere says, don't ever forget that the wilderness is temporary. You are just passing through. So while you are staying in the desert, live in a tent. And for sure, don't build a house. Don't build a house. Don't build a house. See, it took some time, but I began to see living on this island what God was actually doing. I began to see what God was actually working in me. See, I was the kid, if you came up to me when I was like graduated from high school, everyone's like, what do you want to do with your life? What do you want to be when you grow up? I don't know. (laughs) 22, 23, friends, hey, what do you got? What do you you want to do? What do you want to be with your life? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Parents, you know, you need to do something with your life, son. (laughs) I don't know what I want to do. See, for me, it took a lot longer to discover what I, actually I felt God had called me to do. And it took that wilderness season to discover that. It took living on an island to discover that even though I didn't quite understand God was there, he was working, he was molding, you know, like a potter and clay. And here's the Lord and the Holy Spirit just, here's Jason, just the big lump of clay. There he is. All right. Holy Spirit, this one's going to need a lot of work. So you're just forming and molding. And I've, I've never done pottery before. I've, one of my best friends is a potter, so I kind of know the whole process. And I've, you know, I've seen a video, so whatever. God's forming it and molding it. And, you know, you, you ever seen the part where they get to it and they make a wrong move? And it's just like, it just crumbles. Yeah, that was me. Out in the wilderness, got forming and molding and trying to work stuff out and trying to smooth, oh, got to start over. And this was all happening out in the wilderness. And see, there is good in the end that God wants to do. You might not see it. See, we don't see the end, do we? We, we want to see the end. Listen to uh, this in Deuteronomy 8, 15, 16. Again, 
who led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water, who brought you water out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with the manna that your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and test you, yea, God, to do you good in the end. See, God has a good plan in end for you. Ecclesiastes, in, in, in Ecclesiastes 7, it says the, the end of the thing is better than the beginning. See, where you are now is not where you're going to be. God is still working in you. You might not see it. You might not see it, but God's still working. You might not feel it, but God's still molding. You might not feel it, but God's still crafting and shaping and removing. Four things this. God wants to grow you in the wilderness. John the Baptist, John the Baptist, listen to this. Luke 180, it says, And the child grew and became strong in spirit. So he grew naturally and became strong in his spirit. And he was in the where? Where was he? The wilderness. So he grew naturally and spiritually. Sometimes it takes a wilderness to become who God wants you to be. Sometimes you've got to go through what you are going through to become who God wants you to be. I truly believe with my whole heart that I would not be standing before you today up on the stage. I'd be alive, but I don't believe that I would be preaching if I didn't experience and go through what I went through on Orcas Island. I had to go through that. I didn't see it at the moment. I didn't understand, God, why you were doing what you were doing, but now that the season of my life has ended and I'm on a new chapter, now I look back and I can see it. Oh, that all makes sense now, Lord. That's why you're in charge and I'm not. <laughs> Thank you for that. And now that I've allowed that season to pass, now God's timing is being released. See, we want the spiritual quick fix, don't we? We get the calling, we get the prophetic word, we get a word from God, we say, God, we feel this, we want to do this, we want to go here, we want to do this, and we're just like, Lord, can you make this happen next week? You know, you, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not, like, I'm relatively intellectual and smart, but like, if I were to try and go run a marathon next week, that's not going to end well for me. That's going to go really bad. Next time you see me at church, I'll be like, hey guys, it's great. I tried to run a marathon, didn't go so well. It takes time with God. It takes time to allow him to work. And here's my final point that I want to share with you. There's a word in the wilderness for you for you. Luke 3, 2. During the high priesthood of Annas and Cephas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in
God's speaking. God's word came to John in the wilderness. It came to him in the, in the desolate, the isolation, the solitary. It came to him in the broken place. God's word came to John. And this morning, I believe that God's word is coming to you. Because if you allow the wilderness that you might find yourself in, if you allow it, you can learn. You can grow. You can become. You can become who you are meant to be. You can begin to walk in the, the anointing and the, and the giftings and the callings that God has put inside of you. There's more to the wilderness than you know. Begin to see what you're in differently this morning by the Spirit. Begin to, begin to say, Holy Spirit, begin to show me, Lord. Begin to reveal to me, God. Begin to take off those those blinders sort of of what I see as a roadblock Lord you're trying to show me as something you're trying to teach me because no matter how hard no matter how difficult it may seem no matter how tough the struggle might be God is there he is there there is a word for you in the wilderness will you listen this morning? Will you answer the call? Will you be honest enough with yourself to say, yeah, I've been looking at this season all wrong. I've been trying to fight this all wrong. That the Lord is actually trying to do something in me. I believe if you if you allow yourself to do this today will be your day of breakthrough. God will begin to do a work. Will you answer the call? Do you hear his voice in the wilderness? I'm here. 
today to say, you know what, I want to make the choice to serve this Jesus. I want to repent of my sin, and I want to give my life to him. Or you, you've been out of church for a while, but you, you know, I got to get right with God. I got to get back on track. So if you're here this morning, you want to make that decision, you want to make that choice, and you want to rededicate your life, could you lift up your hand? Because I want to pray for you this morning. Is there anyone in here? Amen. The second group of people I'd like to pray for is those of you that feel like you're you're in a wilderness right now. You feel like, man, this is this is tough going. But I believe the Holy Spirit has showed you. I, I, Lord, I I've been looking at it all wrong. I've been thinking about it all wrong. I've been just living it all wrong. I wanna I wanna invite you right up here to this altar. I want to pray for you. I want to pray that God brings a breakthrough in your life. Right up here at this altar. If there's something that you would say, yeah, I need to, I need, I need, I heard something in this message this morning and I need Jesus. Nothing to be afraid of, nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing at all. If your heart's beating really fast, that's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> don't, don't, don't miss this moment. Don't miss this moment. This could, this could be right here. This could literally be what you've been waiting for. This moment right here. So if there's any hope, church, prayer team, if you could do me a favor, if you could just come up and stand behind these that are up here, and then anyone else out in the sanctuary, could you just stretch your hands forward to them? We're going to take a minute. We're going to pray for these. And we're going to begin to see God do some breakthrough. surrounded but I'm surrounded by it may look 
It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you, yeah. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Thank you, Lord. God, right now I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, you would begin to minister to every person up here, Father, that has come to say, Lord, today, Father, I recognize Jesus, that I've been in a wilderness, Lord. I recognize, Father, that I'm not seeing this how you want me to see this, Lord. I'm not learning what you want me to learn, Lord. I'm not being teachable. Lord, I pray that the hearts of these people, God, will begin to soften towards whatever situation that you've put them in. And Father, I pray that they would remember that you will never leave them. You will never forsake them, Lord. No matter how tough or how hard the struggle may seem, no matter how difficult the issue that they may be facing is in, Father God, that you have never left them and that you have never forsaken them, God. So I pray today in the name of Jesus, God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you are bringing breakthrough. God, from old wounds, from old hurts, God, from years of pain, from years of discouragement, from years of frustration, Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you would begin to show them, God, that there is a breakthrough coming for them, Lord. God, that the end is near. Jesus, that you are going to do a new, fresh, mighty, holy, awesome, prophetic work in their life, Jesus. Father God, I thank you in the name of Jesus that you're bringing breakthrough in their lives. In Jesus' name.